Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello guys and welcome back to another episode of Creative Source with Andy Osho, the podcast for the creative in you, wherever you are on your journey. Are you starting out? Are you coming back to the arts? Are you mid-season? Are you just a little bit stuck around something? This is a conversation for you. We talk about all things related to a life in the arts. All right, so listen. As always, massive thank you to everyone who's uh, supporting the podcast on Patreon and on Acast. Listen, Acast guys, I haven't forgotten you. Lindy Lee and Film Girl, I see you. I see you, Film Girl. <laughs> um, thank you for supporting the show. I appreciate you. So um, last week we started a conversation about social media in the context of a creative. So we're not just talking about um, social media as um, a, a phenomena, phenomenon, phenomena, anyway, phenomena. Do Anyway, no, I'm not doing that. We're talking about how we're using it as creatives and uh, we can use it as a tool. Obviously, it's a resource that's available to us and we can use it as little or as much as we feel is appropriate for what we're doing. Some people use it loads. Some people don't at all. And I really have to impress or want to impress on you guys that you don't have to have social media channels or you don't have to be using it for work. OK, if you feel pulled to do that, then do. But don't feel any pressure from anywhere to do that. So last week we were talking about how you can use it as a shop front where you, you know, you're just letting, you're, you're letting people, it's a shop window. So you're showing people what you can do, but you, and, and it's a way of enticing people in. We also talked about, well, what if you turned your shop window into an actual sort of media channel, essentially, where you are providing content, you are a content creator and that 
your followers ha- will come with an expectation of seeing your great content and you, you, you know, you sort of build up um, uh, a followership and notoriety that way. And that can happen very quickly on certain platforms like TikTok. And uh, prior to that, uh, Vine, uh, where is Vine? And Snapchat even, you know, people could be Snapchat, Vine or TikTok famous when no one's really heard of them outside of those domains, but it's possible. Also takes a lot of hard work, but it is possible. Or we said, what if you just turned that channel out and out into a shop? You just made your Instagram or your whatever an outlet for you to sell your wares. Uh, most likely that would work best with something tangible, physical material product, but it could also work like if you want to sell tickets for something, if you're a dancer, if you're a poet, if you're, you know, a, a comedian who wants to sell tickets, then that's also possible through your social channels as well. But it, all of that, as I've said several times, does take a lot of hard work, a lot of time, maybe some upfront financial investment as well. So let's talk about less involved ways that you can still use social media as a tool. If you would like to support this podcast, if you're getting value from it, um, please do check out Acast because this is um, a really sort of like low uh, commitment way. Well, no commitment way really to support this show and keep it on the air. I'm just trying to make it cost neutral. And so all support is really appreciated and makes such a difference in terms of just uh, helping um, out with uh, certain costs that come with creating a podcast to a certain standard. So thank you again if you have supported the show that way. And if not, check out the ACAST link in the show notes that will take you to a page where you can make a one-off contribution to support the show. So listen, one of the things I wanted to mention as well is that because social media generally deals with quite short form content, sometimes things are five seconds long, you know what I mean? And and has to make a big impression quite quickly. And there's a lot of content. You're you're competing with a lot of, uh, there's a lot of competing noise out there, essentially, or media content to, to, to go up against. So just some other thoughts uh, about how to do that in a less involved way. And basically involves getting creative, you know, with how you use the particular channels. My Instagram Reels. Instagram is currently, um, at the time of recording this, which is kind of October 2021, they're, they're putting Reels front and centre. That's the mode that they are wanting to promote more. So if you make reels with your your content or sharing your work, sharing your art, you would get a bigger response. Um, sometimes in the thousands, you know, new followers and people that are just encountering your work through scrolling through um, reels. That's something that I end up doing on Sunday mornings. For some reason, I end up just scrolling reels. And I sometimes am there for like half an hour, just laughing and just seeing the amazing content that people are making and finding out about uh, content creators that I would never have known about if they hadn't made reels. So if you're on Instagram and you want to try something different, then reels is worth having a look at. Also um, on Twitter, flash fiction, just very short stories that people are sharing on various channels. But I think mainly it's on Twitter that it's happening the most. That's another way of, if you're a writer, getting your work out. If you can nail writing a really great bit of flash fiction, who knows who might see that? Because that's the thing at the moment. Um, Facebook has stories in the way that Instagram has stories as well. So that might be another way of 
um, you accessing a new audience. Because even though somebody might be on a particular social media channel, I'm talking about as a as a follower, they may have a preference for the type of content that they like to look at. Like some people might not scroll Instagram as much as they look at reels. Some people might feel like they want to watch more IGTV because they like prefer something a little bit more long form. So trying different outlets may give you access to different viewers. And also TikTok as well, because I personally don't want to use TikTok because it feels like effort, but but you might want to. That might be a platform that you feel like, "Mm, actually, that speaks to me. And the thing about TikTok is it isn't all just dance challenges and stuff like that and lip syncing. Like, for example, um, Nigga Arif, Dr. Nigga Arif, she's on breakfast TV quite regularly talking about women's health. And she makes these great little TikToks. I was in one um, where she gives people information about women's health. So she's using TikTok to spread information. And so it's it's becoming this useful resource for people uh, who are finding out things that they may not have known about their own bodies and their own health. So you may have something that you can share that would be of value and use TikTok or a similar outlet to share that. All right, guys. So uh, as I mentioned in the previous episode, there's a new perk. There's a new Patreon perk in town. You, if you join Patreon, even on the first tier, but it's available for both tiers that we currently have, you will be able to, instead of having me read your listener comments and questions, we'll be able to record an audio clip and have it included in the episode. Yes, my friends, you can be in Creative Source. I mean, what? Are you a creative? Is that your thing? If so, check out the show notes. There's a link and it will take you to Patreon where you can subscribe and become a supporter of the show and have access to even just on the entry level. You can have access to that perk, bonus content and a shout out on the show. Right. If you go up to the next one, you also get signed photo and option of mentoring. I mean, guys, just go and check it out. All right. (laughs) Just go and check it out and you'll see what I'm talking about. All right, let's have um, a listener comment. Let me get my page. All right, here we go. So this one is from Earl Palmer, friend of the show, Earl Palmer. He says, I've managed to book paying jobs from all the main social media platforms. Well, I mean, that nicely leads me on to my next point, generating work and networking. That's what we can do with social media. So if you're not that bothered about, you know, creating some whole nicely branded, designed shop front type experience, you can still use it to network and to generate work. Oftentimes, big and small organisations, big and small productions will share um, work opportunities on socials because they know that that's where a lot of people spend their time, particularly young people. Right. So it is not a bad idea to have a channel that you might just want to use in that way. So you might not be a big poster, but what you can do is that you can go to, um, you know, say, for example, as an actor, you might want to just go to a casting director and say, hey, um, I just want to introduce myself. Here's a link to some of my headshots or, um, you know, you might want to share some of your work with a gallery or. Uh, you never know, uh, certain gigs, if you're a comedian, for example, they might, or, or, you know, some open mic performer, they might book on via social media. 
And on a networking um, front, you can also comment on posts. So follow and comment on posts of decision makers that you admire, that you'd like to work with, that you're interested in, who make decisions about the type of work that you would like to be involved in. And you can get to know them. Just comment um, compliment them on their work, congratulate them on some successes that they've had. And they'll start to see your name come up on their socials and they'll start to recognize you. Many decision makers are on socials. And so this is a great way for them to get to know you. Um, you can use DMs or, or comments. Now, look, I would say if you're going to DM somebody, let's remind ourselves of some of the etiquette in terms of just making direct contact with somebody. Don't be too forward. Okay. Proofread what you're going to write. Don't just cut and paste. Okay, guys done with the cut and paste or generic, like this could have been sent to anyone type messages. It is better that you send 10 great messages that are personalized and personal to the person you are sending them to than a hundred scattergunned to the entire industry. I'll say that again, just send 10 great personalized messages rather than just this scattergun approach. It lands so much better when the recipient feels like you've taken time to craft this message for them. Now, I get that there's probably certain sections of messages that you can cut and paste, but you know, what I used to do is make the opening and closing paragraph of the, of a message. This is generally like letters and emails, but this could apply still, uh, if you're DMing, make them, uh, specific. And then, you know, there might be a chunk of a little chunk of text that you, that you can paste in, but, but make sure and you proofread it through first and make sure that it, it is specific to them because they will feel, they will pay much more attention to a message like that than to one that's clearly just been cut and paste and sent to a load of people. Also remember that this DM, if it's your first contact with them, think of it more as just an attempt to get a second date, not to get the thing that you want. So if you want work from them, don't ask necessarily for work from them. Just introduce yourself and see if you can get a relationship going with them because it is weird and it comes off as strange if you just go to someone, oh, can I have a job essentially? Like if you just like message, DM somebody, can I have a job? Because remember, like, and I think we've talked about this before, DMs aren't the most professional mode to contact somebody, but if it's all you've got, then great, go, go have at it. Do you know what I mean? But just be mindful of that it is you're DMing. Ideally, you want to get into a domain where you're emailing and then maybe you get to meet in person. But if the DM is the place to start, then you have to account for that in the way that you approach them. So don't sh shoot your load, essentially. That's what I've written here. Don't shoot your load in the first, for the first message. Now, what do I mean by that? Well, don't ask them for everything. You can just say, look, I wanted to talk to you about um, maybe working with your company. What's the best way for me to do that? Rather than saying, um, I want an opportunity, I want a job at, at your company or here's my CV or do you know what I mean? Like just small steps because no relationship with a decision maker happens instantly like that. Every relationship, every person they're working through either came through a strong recommendation or it's a relationship that they've built up and it will be no different with you and your DM. If you are not known to them and there's no point of reference, like nobody sent you that they know, you're a stranger. And it's not just little kids that have to be taught stranger danger or learn stranger danger. It, it's also like decision makers because there are so many strange messages and communications that one can receive that you have to be on your guard. And so if it wasn't 
if your DM wasn't recommended, then they're going to be a little bit on, on their guard. Like, who is this person? So if you account also for that in your message, then it will land again a lot better than if you try and get everything in that one communication. Just keep it short and sweet. And if they're interested in talking further, then let them bring themselves forward and, and, and then build the relationship from there. Um, I was speaking to a, uh, a producer who has made some huge films and is himself well known as a sort of personality. And he was talking about how so many times people send him his showreels, DM him their showreels, and they're never that great. And that is a demonstration of someone who maybe deep down thinks that this is their one shot and is kind of naive about how the industry works. If you're good at what you do, you should have cultivate the patience to be able to build a relationship with those decision makers first, rather than like dumping everything on them in the hope that something sticks. Hi, I'm Philippa East and you're listening to Creative Source with Andy Osho. So what are the things that you can say if you if you do either comment or DM them? Well, you could congratulate them on work. I've already said that some they may have achieved something, won an award, had their work recognized, uh, something like that. You, or you could ask them a specific question and get into conversation with them that way. What I would caution against is um, a general question. Like, have you got any advice for me as a creative? Like, wh- where does one begin? Look how many episodes of a podcast I've created out of that very question. So, so I would caution against like just super general questions because they'll just like, their response will be just go for it. Keep doing what you're doing. Because what else can you say unless you have something specific to speak to? You could start to discuss with them upcoming opportunities or ask for someone in their team that would be best for them to be in contact with. Again, like I say, it's a long game. And because you're coming via social media, just need to really just gently make those incremental steps to be able to build that relationship. It's definitely a long game. Or or actually, I should have said this up top. You, you might just want to introduce yourself. Look, hey, um, my name's blah, blah, blah. I'm an actor or I'm a, I'm a writer and uh, I've got several screenplays and I'd love to at some point introduce you to my work. Wow. That's a really great way of starting a conversation because you're not like, and here's examples of it, or here's this that you need to now look at, or here's, you know, 10 pages that you don't actually have time to read. You just say, listen, if the time is right, let me know who in your team I can connect with, or maybe I can share some of my work if you're interested. I write comedy horrors, you know, just to give them a sense of like what you're about sort of thing. Or I paint abstracts. Or my poetry is is generally about social, you know, social issues pertaining to um, transgender issues or something like that. Whenever it is so that they get a sense of, oh, yes, this is exactly the type of thing I'm looking for. Because people, those decision makers are always looking for answers to their to their problems, solutions to their issues. Right. And so if you're the answer to their problem, then they are going to want to talk to you. Trust me. But what is not the answer to their problem is someone being grabby and weird. <laughs> Okay. Someone told me once that it it takes seven interactions with somebody for them to remember you. And so you're going to need to have these seven interactions with them to start building this relationship. But let's have some bite-sized advice. Let's hear from Charlotte Levin, who uh, talks about social media and and just putting yourself out there. As a person, I'm self-deprecating generally. It's like, I find it really awkward blowing my own trumpet. I'm not very good at it 
but when you've got a book out or you know i suppose any, if you're doing anything creative music or art or whatever it is you're doing um you you have to kind of get over that get over yourself a bit and just be able to kind of say yes i've done this please please buy it it's good it's difficult and um, it comes naturally to some people and it doesn't to others i'm in the latter luckily i i do enjoy social media anyway i enjoy twitter far too much so i was lucky enough that my followers allowed me just to bang on about my book because i also talk about lots of other stupid things but yeah no it is it is an awkward one and there's quite a lot to do as well and um my initial thing i just said yes to absolutely everything but i think going forward I'd probably be a little bit more selective because it's very, very time consuming and you get to kind of learn what's worth doing, and what maybe isn't worth doing. But then saying that, probably everything is still worth doing because the more you get out there, you know, the more whatever it is you're doing is seen. And I would say just be yourself. There's no point trying to be all over-professional if that's not what you are. Just be yourself because I think people respond best to that. That was Charlotte Levin, author of If I Can't Have You, available in all good bookshops. And yeah, she talked about uh, how she uses social media. So she enjoys Twitter. That seems to be, that sounds like that's her... Um, uh, her space that she's like most comfortable with. Um, I think a lot of writers probably are because obviously it's a it's a it's more about the text than images. But also, you know, uh, creating boundaries for yourself around how much you want to do, um, and not and also I think going along with the thing I said as well, not feeling like you have to do everything. But when you're promoting a book or when you're promoting a project, most likely you're going to say yes to more things. And I like the fact that she talked about enjoying Twitter as well, because that means that she's not there out of some uh, obligation. She's there because she wants to be there. And this is what I mean about social media is only do the stuff that you are going to enjoy. Or if you're not enjoying it, I would say do it as much as the end result motivates you. So sometimes, you know, when you do like stuff, just, you know, it's a good, well-paid job, but you're not going to necessarily enjoy it. But that sort of gets you through. As long as it doesn't sort of make you feel miserable or resentful doing it, then I think it's okay to sort of have a sort of more, okay, I'm just going to knuckle down, get this done because the end result will be great. Um, But if you enjoy it, man, that's even better. So thank you, Charlotte, for that great bite-sized advice. If you would like to be part of this podcast, right, you can join the opening tier of Patreon and then your thoughts, comments, questions as a listener can be part of this show. Look, if you don't want to um, do a like long-term commitment like that, if you can't commit to me like that, I understand. Uh, you might want to check out Acast then because uh, you can just make one-off contributions there and that's much more straightforward. If that is your thing, if you're getting value from this podcast, if you've been a regular listener and you just feel like, Do you know what? All right, Osho, we're coming to the end of season two. I feel like, you know, it's, it's we're, you know, it's sort of Christmas time. I'm feeling kind of flush. <laughs> 
then I appreciate you. Head to the show notes and there's a link there that will take you to um, the ACAST website where you can very straightforwardly make a little contribution into the tip jar, which would be an amazing contribution to this show. And I am so, so grateful for everybody who throws a few coin this way. So let's have a quick talk about the pitfalls of social media, because Charlotte mentioned about, I think at the beginning of her clip, that social media can be consuming for sure. I mean, that's more as a user, right? But we're all human beings, right? And if you're using social media as a, even if you're using it as a creative tool, you are still, you have to use it as a, as a user as well. You're going to end up scrolling and looking at other people's stuff, even just for inspiration, but it can draw you in and distract you from your goals. So we have to be really mindful of that when we're, when we're using social media. And of course, as I spoke about in the mental health episodes, it can really feed career insecurities. My God, can it? I mean, I, uh, I don't know about you guys, but certainly I sometimes can get quite triggered by watching, uh, by looking at what's on social media and it's nothing to do with what other people are posting. They're just living their best lives, posting about the best parts of the best parts of their life. But if you're feeling a particular way about where you are, then what you see on social media can be a bit like, oh gosh, <laughs> I, I think I'm just going to become a baker. Get out of this game. <laughs> it's not for me. <laughs> so it can feed career insecurities. There's of course this cancel culture that we've suddenly, not suddenly, sort of slowly been building. And it is what it is. I mean, I'm not going to sort of go into cancel culture. I think I talked about it in the fame episodes before, but you know, you may have historical posts that people will find once you come to notoriety or you get a particular opportunity and it very rarely goes well if those posts uh, espouse certain views that are unacceptable. Um, Another pitfall is dealing with uh, harsh comments, criticism, people being unkind. Uh, It's a real issue. And again, this came up in the fame episode, so I won't go into too much detail about that here, but that is a pitfall of social media. And again, it isn't social media's fault it is facilitating something. It's still people doing it unless it's Russian bots or whatever. But generally speaking, it is people doing it. But it is just a hazard of being on social media is that you will uh, invariably, especially as you become more uh, in the public eye, you will have to deal with that stuff. And it's not fun. And then another pitfall of it is it's just a lot of communication. Even if everyone's lovely to you on social media, it is a lot. One thing that I've realised that I have to now do is turn off the part of Instagram that allows anybody to message me. And it's not because I don't want to hear from everybody. I do, but it would take me all day to be in communication with everybody that's messaging. So I only now uh, have it so that I get messages from people that I'm following. And that's reduced the size of my inbox considerably because it was kind of, I I suppose I'm the sort of person that, A, I think I might be a little, you know, like anal about like wanting my inbox to all be dealt with. 
it's not almost like it's a to-do list and I can't bear it when there's messages that haven't been dealt with. But also uh, if someone's taking the time to message me, I want to take the time to message them back. It's like kind of being polite, but it got to the point where it's such a volume that I was just like, I can't, <laughs> I actually can't do this. Even like comments on, on Instagram. Listen, you guys, I see you when you comment, but I, I'm so sorry if I, you know, I hope I don't come across as rude when I don't reply back, but there's often so many that it, it just gets a bit, a bit nutty. Do you know what I mean? So that can be one of the pitfalls of social media is that there's a lot to deal with. We said before, and we've said over these episodes that it can be quite uh, consuming and hard work. Even if you're not doing the whole shop front thing, it can be quite hard work. So we have to just manage it and interact with it and use it in a way that works for us. All right. So that's the end of this week's episode. But next week we will talk about myths and solutions around how to use social media. Until then, I just want to say a big, big thank you to Charlotte Levin for the bite-sized advice, to Earl Palmer for the listener comment, Martin Lumsden for the post-production, Clyde Thill Music for the theme tune, Anya Stobart for the marketing, and you guys for listening in as always. Until next time, live in gratitude and keep creating. on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. I hope you enjoyed that episode of Creative Source. If you're looking for more support with your creative journey, I'm offering one-to-one online mentoring. Perhaps you want to launch a project but don't know where to start. Maybe you've got stuck around a certain issue, need some advice, or just want to bounce ideas around. Whatever it is, I'm here. Just hit the Patreon link in the show notes or go to patreon.com forward slash creative source with Andy Osho to find out more. Mm-hmm.